what is marriage? Well, although the Bible says to follow the laws of the land, yes, it is true that filing for a marriage certificate is beneficial in more than one scenario, especially with taxes. It's definitely beneficial with taxes. You are able to write off a larger amount um, in purchasing homes, in investing, um, in writing off um, in the tax breaks for writing off um, income in your taxes after purchasing a home. It is twice as higher um but of course the everything is there are benefits to being married even down to buying insurance but here's the thing that dating has created a false stance a false prerequisite to marriage it's a lie dating is a lie right so let me explain right because i'm not talking about going out on dates and courting right courting courting is not a lie courting courting is pretty real but what becomes a lie is relationships situationships those are lies they're not true because then what ends up happening is you'll hear this little less going to be your husband anyway. That's the lie that you hear. That's going to be your husband anyway. Go ahead. Give him some. Give him some of what? I don't got no time to give him some of nothing. I don't. So now you have to decide what you're going to do. You have to decide if you are going to date or if you're going to stay single and have friends. And what I mean by having friends is not friends with benefits. What I mean by having friends is having legit friends. Friends that you have that you text sometimes, that you say hi to sometimes, that you hang out with sometimes. Um, but as far as like putting a label on it and um, doing anything in the act of courting, don't do it. Don't do it Un unless this friend is like, you guys have known each other. I've heard people have the 90 day rule. Well, I would suggest to you to have a 90-day rule in a friendship. If you still like this guy after 90 days of just being his friend, of just having simple conversation with him, then move forward. But 90 days is enough time for someone to show you who they really are. 90 days is enough time for you to see all of, you know, the real him. You'll be able to, to see his temperament. 
you'll be able to see his behavior, you'll be able to see the things he likes, the things he doesn't like, what kind of things is he into, um, and you'll be able to see what he does on the side. May I suggest that you don't go into it changing anybody. If you don't like something that he does, do not um, proceed, abort. You don't have to get into a relationship with a man who is just not grooving with you. It's not, and when I mean grooving with you, I don't mean in the terms, in the way that they say in the 70s. I mean grooving with you in terms of he is not your missing puzzle piece because he's going to fit right into who you are. May I take it a step further and suggest that you don't push forward with a man that just, <sighs> he just doesn't do it for you. What do I mean by that? Okay. So, I would say maybe in my early 30s, I started seeing relationships differently. And I most certainly didn't want to be, I, I got to the point where I didn't want to be in a relationship anymore. And the reason why is because I started to pursue my calling and I didn't have time to pursue a relationship. Why? Because when you are pursuing a relationship, you kind of like tuck your calling to the side and you say, no, I'm just, I'm so love, love struck. I'm going to do everything for this man, for this individual. It's all about him. And then when you start list, when your conscience starts to tell you, you know, you really need to go to sleep because you have to wake up early in the morning. You set your schedule to do arm day in the morning. You set your schedule to work on your podcast. You work, you set your schedule to work on your blog. You set your schedule to edit those documents for the extra money. Whatever it is that you feel like is your calling. When you set your schedule in the morning, you start listening to motivational speeches and you're like, yeah, all of the successful people, that's what they do. They wake up at four o'clock in the morning, mamba mentality. They wake up at five o'clock in the morning. Um, the Pomodoro, you don't, don't set your, don't um, hit snooze on your alarm. Um, act like it's a ticking time bomb. Count down by five. Get up. Don't make excuses and go. Here's the thing, right? When you get in a relationship and you throw discipline out of the window, what do you think you're doing? You're going to be, you're setting yourself up for a life in hell. Because if the kingdom of heaven is not food or drink, but it's righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, then <laughs> where where does righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? Okay, so let's add that to my other favorite verse that goes hand in hand with that. 
Um, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Okay, so what is the sound mind? It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because your mind is your spirit. Do not be uh, conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing the spirit of the mind. So if you are renewing the spirit of the mind, how are you going to do that? You're going to renew the spirit of the mind by operating under the right hemisphere of your brain, right? So if you're operating under the right hemisphere of your brain, you are concentrated on creating. What is it that you're procreating within the realm of what you are called to do? And you know what you're called to do because it's what ails you the most. It's what you're the, the, the most good at. It's, it's your gift. It just comes to you very naturally. That is what you're supposed to be doing, pursuing that, not pursuing a relationship. Because you are a woman, and the woman does not pursue the relationship. Ever. At all. The man pursues you. Because when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. He is supposed to be finding you. You are supposed to be um, search engine optimized. And you won't be able to be search engine optimized if you're not getting your name out there in your gift. Why? Because the man that is for you is the man that will find you operating in your gift. I don't mean just working at your job. I mean operating in your gift. What is it that you're most good at? Where, if you are not operating your gift and you you find the man, I suggest that you back away slowly without alarming, without alarming the kingdom. <laughs> you want, you want the man that you find while operating in your gift. That's it. Because the Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. So, if you're not seeking the kingdom of heaven, which is righteousness, peace, and joy, in your gift that can never be recalled, then you are going to find hell. Why? Because everything in the process of getting into heaven is hell on wheels. You know, what I believe that when you start getting around other people, right, when you start going around men, that when you start operating your gift and you start to look at relationships differently and you start to look at men differently, you are going to be able to decipher who is for you and who is not for you. There is no reason why you need to argue with a man and be like, uh, I want to run for politics. And then the man tell you, I don't want to live that high life 
in, you know, in the public's eye. I want to live a very quiet life. There's a lot of men who've told me that. I want to live a very quiet life and live my life in a peaceful, quiet way. I don't want to be in the limelight. Well, it is not my job to change their mind. As a matter of fact, it's not my job to explain why it's a good idea. It's my job to stay true to myself, to love the Lord with all of my mind, heart, soul, and strength, and leave that situation because there will be a woman that is perfect for him, but it is not me. Because the thing is, is that loving the Lord, your, um, your God with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength is essentially loving yourself with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength is loving your gifting, your call with all of your mind, heart, soul, and strength because he is the great I am. He's not only you, but he is also the gift and the call that can never be withdrawn. Therefore, you need to step away. There is nothing that that man can offer you because his path is not going in the same path as yours. And he will deter you from your gifting, your calling because he feels that it is not a good idea. So if you're not with a person who is like-minded, A, that man will need to be like-minded as you. His purpose and his gift will need to coincide and be able to coexist with yours ever so perfectly because you guys are supposed to be able to groove. By that I mean you are supposed to fit him and he is supposed to fit you like a puzzle piece. Another way you'll be able to tell if this is the one for you is if your minds are synchronized. If your mind, okay, what does that mean? If he is thinking what you're thinking and then he just says it and then you're like, mm, I was thinking that, buddy, what are you getting at? Or if you're thinking what he was thinking and then you say it, that is synchronicity. And if you, this is the thing, right? Because your husband is supposed to be able to tell you what you need or what you want. He's supposed to be able to provide those things for you without you saying a word. If he does, he is the one. Because, and this is a biblical uh, way of knowing this. So remember when they were looking for a wife for, I believe it was Isaac. And they sent the servant out to um, Abraham's country, right? So, because they were looking for one of his own. And so they sent the servant to Abraham's country and the servant prayed and said, if whichever woman I meet, she will fetch me water and she will fetch my camel's water, right? Uh, and she'll fetch my animal's water. And so what happened was Rebecca came. And when Rebecca fetched the animals, the um, she came and she said, sir, would you like something? Uh, no, 
he said, can I please have something to drink? And then she said, would you like water for your animals? And that's when the story goes somewhere along those lines. And the thing is, is that he already prayed. And this is what prayer is. Prayer is when you are not praying to an external God. We are God. Okay? The Holy Spirit living inside of us, the mind like Christ, we are who God is. So, if you pray and your prayer touches down on someone, then what you have in essence done is you have sent the signal out to God. But what you've done is you've sent the signal to the God that was supposed to receive the signal and follow through with whatever it is that you were praying for. He is the great I am. And when the Bible says that he is the light of men, it's talking about he is the neurotransmitters of men because he is the light. That's what neurotransmitters are. Neurotransmitters are electricity. It is light. So imagine this, right? Imagine um, having two hands and having a light-up ball in the middle of the two hands. And the light-up ball only lights up when it is impacted by one of the hands, when one of the hands um, hits it lightly. Well, neurotransmitters are the same. They're like two hands that transmits information or light from one receptor or hand to the next receptor or hand. So imagine your brain being filled with tiny little hands that sends one, that sends um, the little light up ball, which is a neurotransmitter, and it throws it to the other hand. Okay, well, this is what the Bible says by the prayers of a righteous man will avail much. Why? Because that brain is, that mind, that spirit is more powerful than a man that is not. What makes, it, what makes that man powerful is that so a man thinks, so is he. What does that mean? So a man believes, so is he. If you ask for something and don't doubt, you will receive it. And if you doubt, you're not going to receive it. Why? Because what ends up happening in your brain when a neurotransmitter is, um, when a receptor goes to shoot a neurotransmitter, a little light of ball, to another receptor, what ends up happening is um, if you have a negative thought, that negative thought is what takes the light away. How does it take the light away? Well, it weighs down on the receptor and it does not allow the light to shoot to the other receptor and so what happens to the neurotransmitter it falls and it never reaches the other receptor that receptor receives the neurotransmitter it receives the light and it carries it out to another part of the body the kingdom of darkness and sickness is when there is no light reaching that part of the body. That part of the body 
it gets taken over with darkness and people start to experience difficulties with that part of the body. Well, that is how you know if your husband is supposed to be your own. It's because that light ends up becoming so much more powerful. If he is pursuing God the way that you're pursuing God, you will be able to know because the prayers of a righteous man avail much. The more that this man sits in God's presence and the more that this man worships and the more that this man um, goes after him is the more that his receptors will be able to correctly shoot the neurotransmitters out of his brain and into the rest of his body. And his body will have more light than someone who is living a life of hurt. Because iniquity is not just hurting someone else, but it's also hurting yourself and not healing from your past wounds, not healing from um, things that people have done to you, not healing from uh, trauma. That is how you'll know if he is your husband.